In the centuries before Jesus was born, many rabbis were asked to answer a question that Jesus is asked to answer in today's gospel passage. With 613 distinct laws in the Torah, could Jesus or these other rabbis distill it down to just a few words? Jesus' answer is not that much different from other rabbis. If anything's new, it's that he elevates the law of loving one's neighbor to the same importance as loving God. So the challenge for us today is who is our neighbor? The first reading gives us a pretty good idea. It is the first of about 30 passages throughout the Old Testament law and prophets that states that we have a responsibility to care for aliens, widows, and orphans. Now, the ancient Israelites defined those categories more broadly than we do today. When they talked about widows, they meant all widows, even those who had some financial power. And when they talked about orphans, that meant any child without a father. And an alien was anyone living in Israel without a close relative or without a claim to the land. Today, is one of the days where, you know, we often say that at Mass we comfort the afflicted and we afflict the comfortable. We're doing the second today. Hard questions. Who is our neighbor? Have we done all that God expects us to do for our neighbor? Let us ask God for mercy in the times that we've fallen short of the mark. I remember one day at my first engineering job, we were gathering in the conference room for a meeting, and as we were settling in, we were talking about this annoying television ad that had been repeating on network television ad nauseum. It was for a financial institution that was making loans to people with bad credit. And the spokesman would look straight into the camera with an oily smile and say, when your bank says no, we say yes. Our company president, who was in part of this uh, conversation, said it best. He said, this guy is so sleazy. You can tell that he's preying on people who can't afford to take these loans. It was clear to us. It was clear to many others who saw this commercial. But did we do anything about it? No. How could it possibly affect us? That commercial ran in 1998. Ten years later, I think most of you know, we had the worst meltdown of the worldwide financial system since the Great Depression. And determining the roots of the so-called Great Recession are quite complicated, but everyone agrees one of the contributing factors was these toxic subprime mortgages, the very thing being peddled on that TV commercial ten years before. By not protecting our neighbors who were being lured by this predatory lending, millions, if not billions, of people were affected by a much larger crisis, which today has yet to be fully resolved. I was talking with one of our focus missionaries about the fact that I was planning to mention this in my homily. And he said, well, he said, that's the difference with our generation. He says, we would have done something. I see the people my age and older are laughing. I am skeptical. Who are our neighbors today? 
Does it include the 10 or so men in Tennessee who are scheduled to be executed in the next 14 months? Does it include the racial minorities in the U.S. who feel that they cannot trust their local police forces? Does it include the people of Ukraine and Nigeria, Syrian refugees, those facing execution by ISIS? These people would meet the criteria of alien, widow, and orphan as defined by the ancient Israelites. Jesus began his public ministry by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. If we love God with our whole hearts, we will surely try to bring the poor the kingdom of God. Which brings us to one of our new ways to examine how we're doing on loving our neighbors the current hysteria about the Ebola crisis. I think that our reactions show that we don't love our neighbors enough yet. The media and politicians in this country are spending lots of energy on talking about the threat of Ebola spreading within the United States. Maybe you've seen the internet meme, more Americans have been married to Kim Kardashian than have died from Ebola. But we continue even in this panic, to really pay attention to the millions of people in West Africa who are facing a far greater threat. As we talk about travel bans from these countries, I think that some people are subconsciously trying to compartmentalize the problem. They're thinking, well, if the disease stays in Africa, Perhaps we can continue to close our eyes to the plight of Liberia, Guinea, and Sierra Leone. We pretend they are not our neighbors. But the solution to this epidemic is clear. The nations of the world need to supply the resources to West Africa. Guinea has about 124th the number of doctors per capita as we have in the United States. Sierra Leone has one-fifth the number of doctors per capita of Guinea, and Liberia has only a few dozen doctors for 4.4 million people. These countries have suffered decades of civil strife. They have little medical infrastructure, but there are competent non-governmental organizations ready to help. And it doesn't take much money to at least provide latex gloves and bleach Two things that are sorely needed right now there, because those are the basics needed to slow the spread of the disease. If the world had aided West Africa six months ago, when this was still a rural problem but was in the news a little bit, it's likely the epidemic would now be under control. Are we doing enough to care for our neighbors in West Africa? I offer you two tests. Keep it to yourself. I said we're afflicting the comfortable this week. Can you locate Guinea on a map? Two, in your internet browsing, have you clicked the Facebook share button more often to criticize the media's ridiculous coverage of Ebola more often than you've clicked the donate button to Doctors Without Borders, an organization ready to help? And... Here are two specific challenges for us here in the local UT community to better love our neighbors. The first is the Fort Sanders neighborhood, 
right on the other side of Cumberland, is the most densely populated neighborhood in the state of Tennessee. Those of you who live there or nearby or work nearby, have you loved your neighbors enough to get your flu shot? Second, we have a few students here. Are you among those who complain when we take the Sunday supper leftovers to the Knoxville Area Rescue Ministry because you'd rather that we kept the leftovers here so you don't have to buy lunch during the week? Love your neighbor as yourself. As humans, it's true, we are limited in what we can do. But if we do nothing, who will love our neighbors? Teresa of Avila said it so well. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. You are his hands. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Holy Spirit, help us to love our neighbors to the best of our ability.